Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode, <laughs> for the first time in a long time, we cracked open the mailbag, baby, with our guy Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tuesday, uh, sometime in November, no, not November, September. All right, roaring start to the show here. Uh, yeah, Tuesday, September 28th. Hey, there you go. That's the organization you should expect out of Lockdown Spartans. That's right. Five days a week, we are here Monday through Friday to talk about the Michigan State Spartans here on the Locked On Network. I am your host, Matt Sheehan. And before going any further... Just want to thank you guys so much for uh, making Lockdown Spartans your first listen of every day or your lunch listen, your dinner listen, your car listen, your whatever it is listen. So massive, massive thank you to that. And actually, quick little peek behind the curtain here. Every week, us host in the Locked On Network, there's a lot of us, um, we get a newsletter and breakdowns of you know where we stack up amongst each other within the Locked On Network. And Actually, it was awesome opening up Monday, and uh, Locked on Spartans was the number two most listened to college sports show of the prior week, uh, right behind number one Auburn. So that is awesome. I cannot thank you guys enough for all the support. Uh, sure, I would love to lie to myself and say it's all, oh, yeah, hey, I'm doing a good job. No, um, it's it's three things. It's uh, the community that you, the listeners, have built. I mean, this has been awesome. The, the listener base is sensational. Number two is uh, our guests are always awesome with their time, very generous, very smart, and they're just simply the best. And, yeah, probably the biggest slice of the pie here is uh, sure helps when Michigan State's winning, huh? Yeah, that uh, that will help That'll help the ratings a little bit. Yeah, people like tuning in after a gut-wrenching loss, but mm-hmm. people, like, uh, people like their victories a little more than that, too. So, yeah, thank you guys. Just wanted to uh, take a little bit of time there to thank you guys for just being awesome. I mean, whether you've only listened to a few episodes or you're a sick person and you listen every day. Hey, God bless you guys. You guys are the best. On today's show, like I said, uh, we cracked open the mailbag. And if you did not get a question in, um, lockedonspartans at gmail.com. Uh, I did put the question out on Twitter, so that's why you missed it. You didn't miss any previous show announcements or anything like that. Or if you do want to uh, bark at me on Twitter, Sheehan underscore sports is where to send your questions. And as always, uh, like I said, you guys are awesome. We got a ton of questions, and we only get to a few here with our guy Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports. Uh, but we will be actually kind of having a 24-7 Sports week here. We're going to have Stephen Brooks on tomorrow's show. We'll tackle even more mailbag questions with him. Some might even sprinkle in the Thursday. Uh, and who's to say? I, probably not Friday's show because we've got to do you know the keys to the game. We have uh, an interview with Jared McDonald who covers West Kentucky football. Um, down there. Uh, actually recorded that interview earlier today. That went really well. I'm only slightly... No, I, actually, I'm scared of West Kentucky, but we'll get into that later. Um, so, yeah, that, that's today's show. Mailbag with Justin Thind. And, uh, yeah, just like I said, Monday through Friday, we do this every single day here in the Lockdown Network. And LockdownSpartans at gmail.com if you have any questions that you want to ask, whether they're super hard-hitting or uh, not. Like this one, actually. Let's start off with one. Um, this one is from Matt Peterson. <laughs> Can we get our stellar media staff presence to help 
us out and send out some more clarification on the intro. Tell the students slash season ticket holders what to do. Does the song need to play longer? Something. Now what Matt is referring to is the new introduction for the football team. Swag surfing. Great game. Uh, great game. Great song. Always brings me back to some grimy basement party I had back in East Lansing in the early 2010s. Yeah, that's been the new song here. It's replaced Thunderstruck, and it's been uh, it's been a dud in the two home games because, you know, I don't think you need to play the song lawn. I don't think you need to tell the students or what to do. You you just need to play the song. Like, I I, I, was, in, I was at the game on Saturday, and I, I couldn't even hear. And I sat by the speakers. I was way up in the nosebleeds of the lower bowl. I, I just don't think anyone can hear the, <laughs> the song. I think that's the issue. I don't know if they're just playing it off some guy's iPhone in the press box, but yeah, I, I just I'm not faulting the the student section for not doing the whole rocking back and forth thing or everyone getting hyped because it's like getting hyped to silence. So yeah, Spartan Stadium. I thought we had speakers. Maybe let's bump those up a little bit. And also, I got another gripe. Uh, here I am, just getting uh, rationally upset at the most inane things on a Tuesday morning, which is what you can expect here on this fine podcast. Um, Scoreboard operator was, I don't, I don't know if it was a technology, if it was a finicky system he was using, or if he was, uh, or if I just tailgated with him all day, but, um, ball would be like first and 10 at the Nebraska 35 yard line and the scoreboard would read like, uh, third and 78 at the MSU one. Like it was just all over the place all night. So, uh, yeah, that's right. You're on notice. You're on notice, Mr. Scoreboard operator. Um. No, you'll bounce back. we got a big game coming up, another night game. This will be a big bounce back game for not only our offense, but scoreboard operating team as well. So, yeah, actually, that's a, that's just one question I wanted to tackle because I, I, can't, I couldn't ask an established journalist like Justin Thin such a foolish question. Yeah, I actually probably could have. Uh, you'll see why because uh, we get into a lot here. We talk about Kalen Gervin, Chase Klein. We talk about the, the near future of games. And, uh, yeah, just mailbag, baby. We go all, all over the place. Let's get to it. Folks, just like his beloved Ben Simmons, uh, this guest is not reporting to the 76ers training camp coming up. However, of course, I'm talking about Justin Thind of 24-7 Sports. He is instead getting dragged onto this podcast once again as a friend of the program. Justin, how on earth are you doing, man? You doing okay? Let's get a vibe check from you. That was actually our first question we got. <laughs> the, the listeners here is uh, Sparty Party 23. His first mailback question was vibe check. So take it away. Uh, vibe check was going to pass with flying colors until you brought up he who shall not be named um, in Philadelphia circles. <laughs> so vibe check is off to a bad start. What's the next question? Yeah, well, okay. I guess we should talk <laughs> about Michigan State sports uh, on the lock, the Locked on Spartans podcast, your team every day. Um, what, you know, we touched on this with Will in yesterday's episode, but people want to keep talking about it, and for good reason. And about five or six people asked a question of this ilk. If you will. So Mama Snow writes, seems odd that Klein and Gervin enter the transfer portal after they've both seen the field and played it decently well. What's your theory on this? I'll let you take this one first. I'd like to pick uh, pick your brain about this one, Justin, because, yeah, the, the streets are talking about these two guys transferring. Yeah, so um, like most people that kind of know the red shirt rule, that is also where my mind went at first. But, yeah, like I think both of these guys have already had the red shirt year. So, I'm not entirely sure if the COVID year changes anything in that regard. Right. Um, but but the the one benefit, I guess, to entering the portal early, um, which it still doesn't really apply to exactly four games, like the benefit would still be there after the fifth game, the sixth game, but 
entering early um, gets you a ton more visibility. And when there's like 980 names in the portal by January, the earlier you kind of get there, the more teams can scout you and the better shot you have of finding a new home. Um, but like I said, fourth game, fifth game, sixth game doesn't really matter. So I can't really answer why they chose after this game. But um, yeah, if they hadn't had the redshirt year, it would have made a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah, but just like, I guess, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, like, and like I keep on hearing that from people too. Like some people are saying like, no, it, it, it's back to, you know, four games is the limit. And then you could transfer without losing that red shirt year. And then some people are like, no, that doesn't matter with these two guys. They've red shirted. And in the very end too, like with the COVID year and everything, like I feel like there's so many waivers or loopholes now these days for transferring. So like, I, I don't even know if it'll affect their eligibility. So. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing, one thing is for sure is that rule that's going to pass here uh, in the next few months or so, where if you have um, at least seven guys transfer out of your program, you can add up to seven new players um, as right. initial counters, um, basically as new players to your team can be transfers or high school signees. So um, Michigan state will be, I guess, going up to 32 new enrollees as opposed to 25 if they can get uh, up to seven guys uh departing oh i'm gonna guess mel tucker won't have an issue hitting that seven. <laughs> uh that's they're, they're, they'll dub that the mel tucker rule in by uh, by yeah. november I, I think. <laughs> no, no issue doing that so yeah be right back in a hot second with our guy justin thin but first need to talk to you beautiful people about prize picks prize picks baby that's right if you're a college football fanatic and i know that's you because you listen to the show this is daily fantasy sports for you. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players from the Power 5 teams, like your Spartans, down to the mid-major players you might have never even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All you users have to do, after you, of course, download it from the App Store or Google Play, is deposit and receive your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 by using promo code LOCKED ON. That is one word, LOCKED ON. So, how do you play after you deposit? Well, you pick two to five players, you pick the over under for their projected stats, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's not you against another lineup, it's just you against the numbers. Great game. Just awesome. And picks can be made in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, they offer safe and fast with draws. Not this wait weeks on some random check to show up to your mailbox craft. No, no, no. PrizePix does it right. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code LOCKED ON or go to the App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy and fun. Very fun. They don't tell me to say that, but uh, I just want to sprinkle that one in there. And also, gang, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, oh, does your Dodge Caravan need a, a yabble-dabble-dabble-doer? Like I said, I, no, I, I'm not a car person. I filled up gas this morning. That's pretty much the, yeah, that's the extent of how much of a car person I am. I know how to do that. But the family... Folks at Rock Auto can carry the rest for you because they care about you. And they care about your car. And they care about your wallet. They care about your time because they will save you time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain, store, or car dealership? You would only do it 
if you were a clown. Here. That's right. Here. Rock Auto, like I said, family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, and gas pedals. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever, ever need. That's rockauto.com. And this is our conversation with Justin Thin. Yeah, I mean, and listen, I... Okay, this is a mailbag question from me, me now. This is just me asking you a question. Because, <laughs> I mean, how, how big of an impact is this, do you think? Like, yes, on one hand, okay, Gervin was passed up by, you know, others, Kimbra, Williams, true freshman Chuck Brantley. Then again, like, hey, I, I like depth on a football team where injuries happen all the time. And same with Klein. Klein even more so played. Like, he, he was an active player in the Nebraska game, too. So, I guess on a scale of one to ten, like how how worried are you about each individual guy leaving the team? Is it anything worth losing sleep over? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, in a perfect world, if there were not to be any injuries, which it's not a perfect world, but hypothetically, if we didn't have to worry about injuries, I, these transfers wouldn't move me at all. Um, okay. But if if you have, um, I guess, Brantley or Kimbrough or Williams get hurt or miss some time. Um, you're probably going to have to just go with uh, two cornerback sets, even if the other team comes out with like four receivers and kind of rely on uh, some safeties to cover downfield. But um, depth-wise, yeah, like the cornerback cornerback position just got thinner. Um, I didn't wasn't a huge fan of um, Gervin. Uh, he he isn't a very good corner once the ball's in the air, but at the end of the day, he's probably one of the seems important. Yeah. <laughs> it seems a tad important to have ball skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah, a cornerback four, even if that's how far down he fell, it's still nice to have for depth. But as far as Klein, I, I he was just so physically limited. He was just basically a stand up pass rusher. Um, gotcha. Even if there would be an injury to a starting linebacker, um, he just putting him on the field, the other team would just be able to move the ball with like tight end uh, action or halfback flats. And they basically would have been able to attack Michigan State in the intermediate level at the linebacker position um, when he's on the field. So he, he just would have been such a huge liability for schematic purposes. And whoever linebacker four ends up being right now, um, I guess probably Ma'a, they might need to uh, play him if need be. And even if he's not ready and he might make some di- uh, mistakes and like gap discipline and stuff, he cannot be worse in coverage than uh, Chase Klein was. Yeah. Well, let's put it bluntly. And I, I'm not going to say you're wrong here because kind of saw the same things you did. Um, so let, moving off those two guys right now, um, let's talk about, you know, a lot of people ask about, Oh, what's your overrunner for the season? But I like what Joe Ashworth went with this question. He brought it down into the next three games for MSU. He said, let's say the over under for wins against, West Kentucky, Rutgers, and Indiana is two and a half. Are you taking the over out of those three games? And also, what would it mean for this team to go into the Michigan game undefeated? But I guess we could chop this up into two parts. Do you think yeah. this team can bang out three and zero? Well, they can, but do you think they will bang out a three and zero record against I think, uh, WK? I think, yeah. I think two and one. I think they'll beat Western Kentucky. I don't know if they'll cover. Um, but I think they'll win just based off of a huge difference in athletes and Michigan State should be able to get close to 300 rushing yards. Um, I, I can't really identify which of the two games after that will be a loss. 
but I, I have a hard time. I don't, maybe it's just my perception of the team having a few different weaknesses, but mm-hmm. I just have a hard time seeing them go unscathed uh, through seven whole games with some pretty glaring weaknesses that they have out at outside corner, uh, some glaring weaknesses in the pass rush. I know they had seven sacks last game, but before that, uh, entering the game, I think they had about seven or eight, and six of them came from safety or linebacker levels. Uh, so the defensive line was not bringing it with the pass rush, and Drew Bisley leaving does not help. No. Um, so so those are two. If you can't get pressure and you can't stop the pass on the edges, I have a hard time thinking you can go seven and zero for any stretch of the season. But uh, Michael Penix turns the ball over a ton. Rutgers, they're not as impressive as some of their box scores have looked. So they they could go three and zero for sure. Um, I just have a hard time sitting there thinking that on October 30th, they're going into that game 7-0 and with those two weaknesses. You know what? And let me jump down to another question here because someone uh, had this. Yeah, it was Jackson. Um, he said, hypothetical 7-0 Michigan State versus 7-0 Michigan. College game day, 7 p.m. kickoff. Do you survive? Now, I remind me, are you in the press box for these games or, or are you like one of the plebeians like myself and you sit in the, the, the fan section? Yes. So uh, Northwestern, I was in attendance, bought tickets, uh, regular regular civilian. That's right. Um, a surf, did not, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> did not wear Michigan State apparel. Uh, cannot, cannot have somebody take a picture, post it, and have Michigan fans use it against me. But yeah, other than that, yeah. other than that, <laughs> other than that, I was uh, a normal fan like everybody else. Sure. Uh, the next game, the next game was against Youngstown State. That was also a game where I was there as as a regular spectator. Then the Miami game, I was neither in attendance. I was not in attendance in either capacity. I was actually um, driving up to State College for a whiteout ga- for the whiteout game. Saw the oh, whole so you're thing. Oh, you Penn State fan. Okay, got no, it. No, 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 no. Okay, That's well, where your allegiance lies. All right. If, All right. if there's one thing that the Michigan fans that are listening can take away from this, I hope it's that. Then they can never call yes. me a homer. I'll just, put <laughs> up, like, I'll just cut like this snippet and put that on social media. And perfect, We'll deal perfect. with that tomorrow and the rest if someone of the week. Can, yeah, someone, can make, if someone can make a burner and post that on MGoBlog, I would appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Um, I got you, man. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that takes us to the Miami game. Then finally, um, last, uh, I was going to say last night, but today's Monday. So however many days ago Saturday was, I was finally up in the press box for the first time, um, doing my best impersonation of a journalist. Nice. And, you. nice. Yeah. And then, uh, so then the next game against Western Kentucky, I don't think I'll be in attendance, but if I do end up going, it'll be as a spectator. But then I'll be back in the press box for the Penn State game and possibly the Michigan game. What? You're a jack of all trades. Like you're you're a, a plain clothes cop uh, at at Northwestern, seemingly, and for this Western, Western game, you're in the press box at Michigan State, and then like you're just having a root and toot in time at a whiteout at Penn State. Wow, you, you do it all. <laughs> Keep the people guessing. Love that, Justin. Hell yeah, man. Football's <laughs> <laughs> so finally back. It is it was so back. We are so back. Spartans are back too, baby. Let's yes. go top twenty. Of course, we'd be top so twenty back. after four weeks. Everyone saw that coming. Come on, so back. Oh man, what that. Yeah. Back to the question, like I, I'm kind of with you on like I'm, I might take under two and a half. Like, yeah, last game, hey, a win was awesome, but it's right. like you said, I mean, corner's not perfect, and yes, seven sacks came uh, to Adrian Martinez, but I, I really think the defense benefited from a dose of Nebraska offensive line medicine because 
for, yeah. for being just a bunch of like corn fed boys, like how's the offensive line that bad at Nebraska? But I, yeah, I, I'm glad it is. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. West Kentucky scares me. I'll get more into that like later in the week. Right. Um, Rutgers last year's game. I know I had 48 turnovers from MSU, but still, I'm still shook by that. I've not been right ever since that game. And Indiana's Indiana. Like, yeah, they're not as good as they were last year, but I still think that they are a pretty damn good team. So, yeah. Um, one more fun mailbag segment to go with our guy, Justin. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever as all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the gridiron to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this fall. With the new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Yes, for all you anti-math people like me, that's double your initial deposit just for signing up. But you got to use promo code NFL100. No spaces, just NFL100 to unlock that double deposit, baby. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for you for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, you want a happy question? I, I, I love this question because it just brought up a bunch of great memories. Um, this is from Luke. Says it was Jaden Reed's touchdown return the single biggest play in an MSU football game since trouble with the snap. Now, before I go any further, uh, the Geiger field goal and LJ Scott's touchdown in the Big Ten championship game and Geiger's field goal against Ohio State were after trouble with the snap, same season. So let me just remix the question. Since 2015, was that the single biggest MSU football play since the 2015 season? So were there any plays in 2017? that jump out to you there is the Lewerke scramble for a touchdown against uh Michigan and also more importantly in the second half at the very end when he rolled over god I'm blanking on the offensive line's name but for the first down to all but ice the game those are the two 2017 plays I remember okay I I wouldn't classify those as more important than than a new coach and his so-called year one trying to go four and oh And yeah. having no offense and having a magical sure. special teams play. So the answer for me would be yes, that's the biggest play since 2015. God, see, I, I, I okay, like call me, you know, <laughs> oh, little brother, you only care about beating Michigan. But I think, like, you know, the, I'm taking plays from both the Michigan games. Okay. Like the 2017 game, like either those or also last year, too, like the, the Hayward screen to ice the game, essentially. Well, okay. To so, set. Michigan up for ice in the game. Because what ice the game is Harbaugh just playing in the middle of the field, not the sidelines whatsoever, and taking five minutes off the clock when there's 5.50 left and down two possessions. I digress. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for extending him, Michigan. <laughs> As yeah. you were saying, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I was I was just thinking, like, those plays were in a bigger game, but the game was, like, Michigan State still had other opportunities to go ahead and score points, like, beyond that. Like, there was no – um, oh no, this is this is it, make or break on this play sort of deal. But with the with the Michigan State Nebraska game, that was basically it. There was I think three minutes left, four minutes left. Uh, they had not gotten a first down the whole half. So for the Michigan game, yeah, definitely a more important game. But I feel like they still would have had other opportunities to score and put some points on the board and still come away with the same result possibly. 
You know what? Yeah, I like the way you put that because I'm I'm reading the question thing like no, like it's got to be one of these two games or if there's a third that I'm missing, like it's got to be that. Come on, guys! But oh, yeah, oh, like wait, for sure. Wait, the uh, the Felton Davis touchdown uh, at Penn State. God, that I'm one was it. How the hell did I forget that? that I, is- I forgot. I told you so too. I'm gonna edit all this out, and we'll just act like <laughs> thought about that immediately. Yeah, well, yeah you as a Penn State fan, how, how did you forget that? that? That was in front of your own eyes that I had you there. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, that was that was really in 2017, wasn't? No, 2018. Was it? Damn, I think oh, 2017 was the Colgan field goal in the rain, wasn't it? That sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah, that sounds right. Because I was drenched uh, at that game. Then uh, they called a rain delay, <laughs> went yeah. back to my dorm, changed into dry clothes, and uh, marched back out there. <laughs> I've never been more embarrassed than I am now for just forgetting, like, an incredible play from my favorite players of all time, Felton Davis. But hey, here we yeah. are, baby. So, you know what? Hey, at least we got we got it in at the buzzer. So I'm not going <laughs> to wake up to like 49,000 emails in my inbox being like, hey, idiot. Nice job again. Way to forget Felton Davis's touchdown against Penn State. So. But uh, yeah, that's a nice save. Nice save, Justin. And boy, that's why we have you on here, man. Look at you. Look at you. Um, <laughs> this is from that that green guy. Uh, hypothetical. You're the AD. It's February 2020. Mark Antonio has just retired. Fickle and Tucker have turned down the MSU job and will not negotiate another offer. Oh boy. Uh, meanwhile, Tom Izzo says he will retire from basketball. However, he will take the football head coaching job if offered. Do you offer a freshly retired Tom Izzo to coach football if it's February 2020? Also, Tom Izzo was fresh off that Illinois road win that happened the same night that Tucker was hired, just for sake of conversation. So, w- would you take Izzo as a football head coach if not for football? I, I would say no. Um, well, say okay. Yes. Okay. So, so. I guess the, the interesting caveat there is that both Tucker and Fickle are out. And then you're basically looking at Mike Trussell, Burt Bielema, Chris Creighton. Yeah. Yep. Not, not choices that I like. But here, here's why I say no to Izzo. Because Izzo, while he has landed Ty Walker from the transfer portal, does not seem like a guy that is jumping up and down at the concept of the transfer portal. And if there's one thing we know about the football roster in February 2020 is that half of those people needed to be swapped out for people in the portal. So that is the one and only reason I would have to balk at the idea of legendary football fanatic Tom Izzo taking over the program. So Bielma... Creighton Trestle, I'm sure they're all great men, men of faith and family and everything like that. With that said, I do not trust them to lead my football team um, into the future. So, you know what? Screw it. Let's just have fun. Izzo, yeah, you've, you've earned your keep. You can do whatever the hell you want around here. Yeah, go coach football, you know. We're, we're not going to get a winning record regardless, so might as well have fun doing it. And the excuse is planted right there. Like, oh, you guys went 1-11. <laughs> yeah, we got a basketball coach coaching. What the hell are you talking about? Like, yeah, so – God, we were talking about that today, like in a, in a little side chat yeah. on Twitter. Just like we we were staring Brett Bielma or Chris Creighton, most likely though Mike Tressel down down the yeah. barrel, and that's not a life that I wanted to necessarily yeah. live. I remember I remember I would wake up every single day um, in between Fickle turning Michigan State down and Tucker being hired, and I would search on Twitter Brett Bielma. And I would like just refresh and refresh to make sure that nobody said I just saw him in East Lansing. 
I know. I know. <laughs> Cause I had, and I also had someone just so anonymous, like reach out to me on Twitter being like, Hey, uh, I just learned from inside, uh, like a very reliable source inside the program that Chris Creighton will be signing his contract within the next few hours and he will be announced tomorrow morning. And like, at that point, I was, I, oh boy, I was like a crack fiend. I was taking news from anyone. Like, I didn't care who you were or what the news was or where you got it from. I was believing anything. What, we, search, need, oh, what we need is for you to put that guy's Twitter handle out there mm-hmm. and then for everyone to report that person as spam. Sure, got it, that, yeah. That person must pay for putting such painful thoughts in your head during such a dark time. You're insane if you think I'm remembering that guy's handle. I can't even remember <laughs> what I had for lunch today. So, but uh, you can't even remember like, the place from 2017, dude. I can't remember the place from Saturday. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's really testing my memory right there. Um, last but not least, and someone has a, a very this is a, a question about the brand here. If I can find it in my notes that I scribbled down in front of me, and this is what I'm doing right now. It's called buying time as I find it. Got it. Carl writes in best method of oh boy. Best method of reconjugating. Why why are we using the word reconjugating? Who do you think I am? Like some <laughs> Ivy League? Anyway, best method of reconjugating Tuck coming once there's relative consensus that he's arrived. Tuck came, ain't it? Well, Spartans after dark, baby. It could be. Uh, but like Tuck out here, Pax Tucker, uh, Tuck Dynasty. Ooh, Tuck Dynasty. Oh, nice. oh, that's, that's interesting. That and has like, some potential. Yeah, Tucker Carlson, because things are going so far right, like, yeah. <laughs> right in Michigan State that, like, it's working and things are just going so right that we can't even believe it. That, that could be another one, too. Um, I just think it's always Tuck coming. Even, like, if they bang out three straight national championships, Tuck coming. Job's not done yet. You see, he's still yeah. working, baby. Yeah, this is I all think- a work in progress. No finish line in the Mel Tucker era, baby. Tuck coming. I think you just got to start looking at it at that point as, like, um like uh, like an omnipresent kind of phrase, or it's just you look at it as, oh, there's another game to play. There's another yeah. season. That that sort of in-the-moment type of thing. I feel like that would come straight out of Mel Tucker's mouth, too. I feel like he'd Most, be really proud of us with that answer. <laughs> Mostly the reason I answer with that is because I have no creativity and I cannot on the spot come up with a replacement phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had the ability to come up with phrases or names like that, I would either have a Fortune 500 business or I'd be a rapper. And as you can see, I'm neither of those things. So no creativity related questions should be sent my way. Yeah. I've heard your SoundCloud. It's not that bad. So <laughs> you got to plug that more. So, yeah, it, you know what? I, I, next time you uh, actually, West Kentucky, uh, just sneak into the press box or press room, whatever, and just ask Tucker uh, what he thinks of that answer. Because I, I feel like we did a really, really good job there. Right? That was a, yeah. a relentless approach of an answer by, by us. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Absolutely. Well, shoot, man. That's uh, that, that, that's Mailbag Power Hour. That, thanks, that, thanks for joining, man. I, I, I had a hoot and a half. I, God, I feel like we've been talking for five minutes, but time flies by yeah. when you're having fun with. The one, the only. Man of many faces, uh, Justin Sin. Thanks a lot, man. Always a blast. Always a blast. Dude, you're the best. You're the best, Justin. And a massive thank you uh, to our guy, Justin, of 24-7 Sports, uh, for hopping along in the mailbag here. And that's not going to be the only... 24-7 sports guest here uh, cracking open the mailbag with us this week as we will have super-duper friend of the program, uh, Stephen Brooks, on tomorrow to, yeah, answer more of your fantastic mailbag questions. Like I said, LockdownSpartans at gmail.com if you have any questions you want to bounce off of us. And, yeah, for the rest of the week, Thursday, uh, hopefully we'll be talking about a commitment. If not, 
<laughs> Probably more mailbag. Um, yeah, and then Friday's show, keys to the game. We talked to Jared McDonald about the West Kentucky game. He covers the Hilltoppers down in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And yeah, that's what we got for you. Fine folks for the rest of the week uh betting on the spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy q and handicapping expert lee sterling get daily picks blowout specials run team favorite picks and lee sterling's lock of the day follow the locked on bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts all right you fine people love you all go green